talkradio.com. Scroll down to Podcast On Demand. Pick your show, and it's on. Podcast on fmmoneytalkradio.com. Productions and WNN Money Talk Radio have been in conjoint business for 10 years. They've been working around the clock nonstop to promote over 500 shows and businesses reaching all over South Florida. With added platforms such as social media live streaming, podcasts, and the specialty of live radio, it's never been easier to get your voice heard by millions of listeners. To amplify your impact and start your show today, contact Amp Media Productions at 866-224-5422. That's Lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Brooklyn Cafe studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat at the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, or a movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in free, 888-994-4995 right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe on a rainy, rainy Tuesday. Rainy I am wearing Tuesday. the Kenny Love mask. That's I nice. gotta tell you something. He's fixed these masks. They're nice, right? These are very nice. These are very cool. Kenny Love of the Florida Love Show airing Fridays. Oh, look, now they bring my bow. Thank you, love. Is my mic on? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> airing welcome, Fridays welcome, welcome. at 3 o'clock. Airing Fridays at 3 o'clock. And this mask, I'm gonna tell you something. It is really cool. And we have a call out. If you get a mask on your face and you wear this and you take a picture, we're going to put it on the show of you wearing your mask. And then it's called Guess Who I Am. 
Well, it's funny because there's a sh on Sunday mornings before that other show, there's a show that says, send us your mug shot. And it's people send in pictures of them drinking from their branded mug. So this could be the same thing. Send us your face shot, your mask shot. You know, I gotta, people got to stop taking my ideas. I, that mug thing I did five years ago. And here You're a man that. ahead of your times. But I like this guess who I am segment. So if you get the Kenny love, write to Kenny, get the mask. He's all about the love. And if you wear this, we'll put your picture on our show. And maybe I'll do it for his too. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy it is Tuesday. definitely a rainy Tuesday outside. Holy cow. I want people to call in today. Give us a call. 888-994-4995. Studio A, say hi to Val. Say hi to Slick. We got Hector doing his thing. We got a new show that we're going to be working on. Collectibles Cafe. That yeah, I think it's really cool. I was going to tell people to call in. What's the number? 888-994-4995. Studio A. We got a full set coming up for you. We got some cool stuff on the set. So we're starting a new show. Uh, we're going to be doing tape production on Thursday. And what's it called? Collectibles, because S is for... Collectibles. Cafe with Kenny B. S Collectibles Cafe, and the S is for savings. Because we're going to be selling all sorts of stuff. It's a kid's grown-up show. Where, where grown-ups can turn back to children is the whole concept of this thing. Kind of like Big with Tom Hanks. Kind of like a throwback. Because the only reason we grow up is because... You have to. You have to age gracefully. Except... You have to age, I should say. We don't all age gracefully. But our guest with us has grace, has aged incredibly gracefully. I, I, don't, I am speechless. Wow. Speechless when you meet this young lady. We've got a full set lined up for you today. We've got That's Joan you. Childs, author Joan Childs and psychotherapist. We've got Peggy Peterson of Special Spaces. Special Spaces? And a friend of Dawn DeMarco book, a very dear friend of us. So Dawn DeMarco, we send you our love. We miss you, honey. And then on 1 o'clock, we've got Thermography with Ashley Agaloff. And then Biz Buttons, which is a throwback toy store from Plantation. So they're going to be coming on virtually. How is it that I never know who's coming on? Because you don't open your calendar. My calendar doesn't work. It does work. You must have it on the wrong colors. Oh, I didn't know that the calendar worked on colors. You have different colors. Different colors? <laughs> <laughs> really? Shut up, Val. <laughs> Be nice. She's working really hard. Spell. And I think Dan is here, was here. He's right there. And Dan is here. Dan is our new sales representative of Ant Media Productions and all of the shows we produce, looking at bringing in advertisers and sponsors, helping bring your business forward to amplify your impact in the community and abroad. And not only the Brooklyn Cafe show, but all of the shows that AMP produces. So that's really exciting. It's a lot of stuff. And at 7.30, I was sending you things, and I said to Freddie, I can't keep sending him more stuff. I just can't. I just can't in my heart. It's going to be like a binder for him. So now, Dan, you've been in the sales pitch. business a long time, right? Yes. Can I get some water? <laughs> in the refrigerator. He's been in the business a long time. I, I, I don't think he's ever gotten a, a, an onslaught of material all at one time because I, he's started, never met me before. <laughs> well, we started going through all everything that we do, and all of a sudden, we had uh, a lot of stuff we want to throw at him. Um, and we're trying to keep it so that it's sensible. Sensible? Right. A little bit here, a little bit there, and. Are you a little cockeyed? No. Why is your chair so far away? I don't know, because Slick set it up that way. I don't you know. Just kind of move your chair, Dad. There you go. I'm not in the shot. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the twilight zone in the dark. Is that me? It's yeah, you. That's it's me. A, it'll value. I have to lighten up my Latina partner over here. Even wow. I look tan. Even Latin I look tan. 
And that's saying a whole wow, lot. Wow, Latina partner is dark, you know, something. I am. I can't even see me. I know. All Look I see is I have. I'm almost move. as tan as you. I've been sitting outside getting some sun. You will never be as tan as I. I got a lot of hair. Yeah, thankfully I don't have that, I must say. You shave well. Mm, yikes. Ouch. We're doing all I this mean, leading that's up just to all, your book. All I can tell you so. is aging. We talked about gray hair and aging. I told you this morning that I look in the mirror and I think, all right, you've aged pretty well for 53. And then I see those grays coming through. And then we got to quickly spray those roots until you keep going to the hair salon. But we've got a guest with us today, Joan Childs, author and psychotherapist. And holy smokes, I got to tell you, this is a calling. You know, at the, I know there's like one here. I got to go tomorrow. I found one. There is one. Can I pull it? I can't even believe I'm wearing my hair back. That's even daringly brave to be doing. Um, but aging gracefully is all I can tell you. Aging. I mean, Joan changes the whole definition of aging But I'm excited to have Joan with us. Joan is an author, psychotherapist of a new book that is not even out yet. So welcome, Joan, to our show. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here, and thank you for having me. You know at the carnivals you go through and they try and guess your weight and your age? I bet you must win a whole lot of money when that used to be a thing. It's okay. You can say whatever you like. I'm very proud of my age. You look unbelievable. Thank you. I mean, you're gorgeous to start with. You were gorgeous for 65. And now for the age you tell me, I'm like, holy cow. Have you been in the movies, Joan? Well, I go to the movies a lot, but I'm not in the movies. Have you ever been in the movies, though? No, I've, as, as an actress? Yeah. No, and I've never been a model. I've been a psychotherapist, an inspirational speaker, and a three-time author, a grandma and a mother, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smoke. Well, tell us about you and what you do. Well, what I do, um, what I do is me, for that I came. That's my favorite sentence. It's going to be on my footstone when I go, not beloved grandma or beloved wife or beloved ex-wife, whatever. Um, I am a psychiatric social worker known as a clinical uh, LCSW, and I have been in private practice for 42 plus years, and I didn't get started till I was 38 because I had five kids. I was a single mom. I was divorced. So I started in 1978, and I'm still working. I still have an office, and I also have a home office. Um, this is my third book, I Hate the Man I Love. I do want to say that I don't want anyone to think of it as being a male bashing book because it's not. Uh, and so, uh, and I and I write for um, different magazines and your Tango, which is a um, a, a huge uh, 16 million viewers on their website. I write I write articles on relationships, and I also write articles for Th Thrive Globe, which is part of Huffington Post. And I see clients. I uh, and continue with my psychotherapy practice since 1978. And I speak to anybody that wants to listen to me. <laughs> so that pretty much covers the gamut. And what do you speak about? What is your topic? Or I have a few. Um, in 1998, I lost a daughter. I had five children. She was the oldest. She was the clinical psychologist. And she leaped to her death from a 15-story window. She suffered from bipolar disorder. So I, one of my books, which was the second book I wrote, was called Why Did She Jump? My Daughter's Battle with Bipolar Disorder. The first book I wrote was called The Myth of the Maiden on Being a Woman. I grew up in the 50s, which was really the last age of innocence and the end of the Victorian age, basically. It was Elvis in 1958 
who I actually went out with, believe it or not, my, na my, my claim to fame, um, who took us out of the Victorian age into the, into the sexual revolution, and I was with, I was with five children and having to go into what then became the women's movement. And I came out of a very traditional Victorian age where I was told from the time I was little, you just get married, have lots of kids. My mother told me to have five, which I, I was very obedient, we all were, and I had five. And we would get married, have children, and we would live happily ever after, which was the myth of the maiden. And so I had to figure out how to re engineer myself with five children from the ages of three to 11, divorced, and move on. So that's when I went and took a master's degree at Barry, then it was Barry uh, College, now it's Barry University. And um, went through, uh, I got my master's in social work and then I became a psychotherapist. And uh, what else did you wanna know? I got well, lost. I wanna, I wanna start back at the beginning, one second. So you dated Elvis? I dated Elvis when I was uh, a freshman at the University of Alabama, and I, we were very poor. My mother and father said, you can either come home for Thanksgiving or Christmas, your choice. So naturally, I said, I'll go back to Miami Beach where I was raised, Christmas. So Thanksgiving, I was invited to Memphis, and for some unbelievable reason, I ended up meeting Elvis and seeing him for the weekend. But because it was 1958, which was the last age of innocence, we were very obedient at the time to our parents. We were more afraid of our parents than the principal of the high school. Um, my parents just wouldn't let me continue. He wanted to, he wanted to meet me and he wanted me to fly up to New Orleans. I was all of 18 years old. How old many, was Many, many years ago. How old was Elvis? Elvis wasn't much older than me. He, was a, he just came back from the Army, so he might have been 22. I was 18. How and did a girl from Miami Beach end up at University of Alabama that's in 1958, another story. though? I mean, you've got to think <laughs> I know, about... An, it was so different back in the 50s with colleges. We didn't have to go to a state school. We could go anywhere. College was much less money than it is, much less than it is today. And my cousin went to Alabama, and I figured I would just follow, she was an older cousin, and I would just follow in her footsteps. I didn't have any clue where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. And my father gave me two choices, either be a doctor or a teacher. I didn't want either, but it, the teacher sounded better than the doctor because I don't like the looks of blood. So um, I became a teacher, and, and I left after the first year because I felt like I was in another time, time zone at, uh, in Tuscaloosa, maybe 30 years behind the time. But in the process, I ended up going to Memphis, excuse me, Memphis, and take a drink. And um, I ended up, for some strange reason, uh, you know, he had scouts. He couldn't go out. He was very famous at the time. He had already made uh, Jailhouse Rock and, and uh, a lot of songs. So he had scouts go out and look for girls. And uh, it was a, a Thanksgiving party at a synagogue that I was invited to by my roommate. And they were scouts there looking for girls for Elvis. And they came over to me and a girlfriend that was with me. And they asked me from Miami Beach. In Miami Beach, was 30 years ahead of Memphis in style and glamour and, and everything. I was wearing eye makeup and, uh, and you know I was made up and all the girls from Memphis looked like plain Janes and I walked in and everybody looked at me as if I, was a, I stuck out like a sore thumb. But it wasn't such a sore thumb because these two guys came over 
one of them was a, a disc jockey. His name was George Klein, and he spoke in rhyme. That's how he spoke. And then there was Alan Fortis, whose father or his family owned a lot of, um, they were developers in Memphis. And they said, you want to go out after this? And I said, sure. Uh, what did I know? It's, it was the last age of innocence. We well, didn't it wasn't, know. It's not a bad thing. I mean, I wish I had dated Elvis. Elvis. Why not? Are you kidding me? I mean, think about it. I mean, you're the king. And, and you got to even meet him. And it was a, a fascinating story. I went out with so did my girlfriend. We, we took off our clothes at home and changed into pedal pushers and a T-shirt. And I had my hair down to my waist. It was dark. I think I looked a little bit like Priscilla, Priscilla Presley. He had already met her. She, like was her only, she was 14, I was 18. But he had met her already in Germany. And I guess I reminded, in some way, uh, they thought I looked like her. Well, so we, got, uh, they, we went in the car. We drove for about a half an hour. And I finally said, duh, where are we going? <laughs> what are we doing? Well, you'll see. About another 20 minutes, we get to the gates of um, Graceland. Now, I was a typical teenager that was watching Ed Sullivan every Sunday night when Elvis would come on, and I was screaming my head off like millions of other teenagers because he did what he shook his hips. He took us out of the Victorian uh, era into the sexual revolution. I guess his hips did that. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, the gates open up. I see the I, I see the um, you know the guitars and the musical notes on the gates and. They said, do you know where you are now? And I looked, I, I was clueless. Who could, how could I think that I would ever be in Graceland, 18 years old from Miami Beach? And you no cell phones, so you couldn't even call your mom, right? No, there was nothing. Not, it's right. not like, Mom, you there's no were, texting. But I, didn't, I didn't know I was at Graceland. <laughs> I had no clue where I was. <laughs> they opened, the gates open up, and the car drives up about a, maybe about a quarter of a mile. We get out of the car, and there's a Cadillac there. And the guy said, Alan says, do you know where you are now? I'm looking, and I had no clue. I looked at the, the building, and he said, come on, you must know where you are. There were blue and green lights going up pillars and two huge stone lions sitting out in front. And I looked at him, and he said, you know where you are? And I said, the library? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I had no frame of reference to this. I mean, you can't imagine. We get up, he shows me the Cadillac with EP on the floors on these big, thick rugs. Now do you know where you are? No clue. Did she Get say up. somebody peed on a rug? EP. Oh. I thought she he said can't somebody, hear either, John. So I, don't I worry. heard lightning. <laughs> I heard thunder. I thought you said somebody peed on a rug. EP on big thick rugs. Oh, okay. I thought she said for peed Elvis on a rug. Presley. But I didn't. It didn't. I couldn't compute. It was just too far fetched for me to be able to compute. It's too surreal. Walk up the steps, mm -hmm. and a and a a very heavy guy comes out. His name is Lamar. He's the valet or the. Yes, whoever, his, uh, the guy that worked for him. And, and, he, and he said to, to George and, and, to, and, and to Alan, oh, Alan said to him, this is, these are the girls I told you about from Miami Beach. And just then, Elvis comes to the door. He's wearing a pair of white ducks and a tennis sweater. And I'm looking at him. He looks familiar, but <laughs> it doesn't compute. My girlfriend recognized him. She dug her hand, her nail, into my hand still have the scar, and I thought she was going to faint. And in her breathless way, it's, it's, El, it's Elvis! <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized it's Elvis. I was very coy and very cool. She was beside herself. 
I thought she fainted, but I don't think she actually did. She just couldn't breathe for a minute. So we you go, all this time, you got into a car with a bunch of guys. Two and, guys, And yeah. you didn't know where you were headed. No, so, I kept saying, so where just, are we going? And you'll see, so, you'll see. But there was no sense of fear because we lived in that last age of innocence. No one was afraid of anything. Now you just would never do that, right, Peggy? Like, you just we would do never it. do that now, but in those days, like I said, the last age of innocence, there were no muggings, there were no rapings, there were no shootings, nothing that I have ever came in contact with. I used to go skating in Flamingo Park in Miami Beach when I was in high school. The skating rink was in the center Where'd of the park. Where'd you go to high school? Miami Beach Senior High School. I'm a graduate, 1957, giving away my age. You know, okay. my father-in-law. Okay. <laughs> so, and then... Uh, my in-laws went there, so what can I tell you? But basically, I came out of a time that was secure, that was safe, that was innocent. Uh, we were naive. Nothing ever happened. Nobody ever committed suicide. Nobody ever shot anybody. Nobody ever did drugs. We were all good kids. So this whole thing that I could be from this, I was, it came from a very impoverished family. We were very poor. And so that I look at a place like Graceland, to me, it really looked more like a library than a house. So, because I had never had, my frame of reference was so, you know, minimal. Did you write about this in one of your books? Yes, The Myth of the Maiden. There's That's a whole the story book. about it, right. And this is the fifth book? This is my third book. Your third book. The, fir the first is The Myth of the Maiden. The second is about Why Did daughter. She Jump? My Daughter's Battle with Bipolar Disorder. And what is this book about? This book this I know is about, isn't out yet. This is about being able to have oppositional feelings coexisting simultaneously in relationship, you can, it's, it's about love-hate. And it's really a, a concept from time memorial, uh, from the beginning of time. There's, when you, you can, you don't really hate the man that you love. You hate some of the behavior or the lack of behavior. And, and I have been dealing with couples for 42 years, and women would come in and they would just, with their husbands or with their relationship partners or by themselves, and I would hear the same verbiage, excuse me, verbiage over and over. You know, I, I, I hate him, I hate him, he's an idiot, he's a jerk, he's da 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 da, da, da what I'm not allowed to say on television. And, but the obscenities were just, I mean, it would be shocking. I would feel like the room was filled with carbon monoxide. They would just roar and yell and, and just tell me how awful they were. And so what I asked them when they, were, when they come back themselves, why are you with someone that you hate? Well, you, well because I love him. So I would say, and they would say, I love him when, he's, when he's, he's, he's got a lot of good qualities and we have a lot of fun together and we have very compa compatible. So I would look at them and i say, so you hate the man you love? Yeah, I do. Okay, that's a great title for a book. Does it work the other way as well? Yeah, men, men, have, men, men don't express it like that. They shut down, they don't talk about their feelings as openly as women do. It's just the biological difference that men are between women and you know, men and women. Men talk about things like football, about politics, about business. They don't talk really about their feelings. They don't, they're just not that connected. They have like a disconnect, that little box that's empty up here somewhere. Women have double, double of it. So That's because you just, ain't never been in a man's bathroom. What? Yes, because you haven't been in a man's bathroom. That's true. If I in haven't public. been in a man's locker room either, so I don't no, know. No, the locker room, the <laughs> locker room guys don't do that. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for it. But in a bathroom, you'd be surprised some of the stuff they say. 
Well, I don't go into men's bathrooms, I so I would that. never know. But I understand. <laughs> this is what I mean. Guys go, and they talk about women in the sanctity of bathrooms. Are we men's on the air? domain <laughs> is a bathroom. It is the reason why when we go to the bathroom, the wife, the girlfriend. Don't knock, right? Knock on the door. Why are you knocking on the door? What do you think I'm doing? Building a house? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> the bathroom <laughs> is the confessional. Is that uh, a good yeah. word? Uh-huh. It's the confessional. It's the barbershops, Luke says. That's right. That's another place where women don't, because it is the intimidation of women, the reason men do not express themselves. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe that's your model of the world, but oh. I think it's... Show you 5,000 <laughs> men a minute. To, to are we on the you. air, by the way? Yes. Yes, oh, we are. That's good. I haven't looked at the camera once. I've been looking at you. <laughs> it's all right, because we've got the camera towards you, so we're all good okay. with that. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. No, um, women um, are much more vociferous. They're much more vitriolic in their expression. Am I using two fancy words? I don't mean to. Yes, that's it. Is that, is that another word for like bitchy? They're loud. Is that another word for bitchy? We're, yeah. They're, they're, they, we share our feelings a lot more. What is the word? I'm sorry. When a woman, uh, vitriolic. I love that. Vociferous. When a woman gets frustrated and she can't, she doesn't feel like her guy is present and, and listening. And, and, and a guy, what a guy thinks is when a woman says, honey, the air conditioning broke, that it's his responsibility to fix it. And all she's saying is, the air conditioning broke today. I, well, wait a minute, I already called the company. But men expect, or they have this expectation that they're responsible to take care of everything. Who told you that? I, the women, the men, the men that well, I see. The woman tells me the air conditioner broke, I tell her, go fix it. Yeah, I know. But the point is, is that many men feel that they're responsible for taking care of everything. Not, uh, maybe not you, and maybe not many others. Not anybody in this building, I can tell you that. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's don't not true. You do a lot. But if there's a dead cockroach on the floor, I go the it's other me. way. Right. I should have seen him yesterday. Kill it. Slick right Kill on the it. other Kill side. It. You know, and but basically the uh, the issues that women have is that they need to be listened. They need to feel they have a secure attachment. They need they need to be touched. They need to feel safe. They need to feel protected. They they just need to have that 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 sense of being loved. Now, many of us, men included, when we were children, never came from a secure attachment. There were so many kids that grew up with adult issues, with childhood wounds that they carried into adulthood. And that what they do unconsciously is that we hire our partners unconsciously to give us the biggest nightmare that you can imagine, and then we fire them for the very reason we hired them for. So with more than 50% of divorces- So we set them up for failure. What? We set them up for failure. We set them up for failure. I am But unconsciously. But this is- We don't go, oh wait, I'm gonna marry you, and I'm gonna make this fail, because I know this ahead of time. We just take on old habits, old wounds. We drag our and past. And we react how we yes. knew. We always, and that's what we're comfortable with. Doesn't mean we it's right. We drag our past into the future, into that. the here and now. <laughs> uh, Joan, I'm going to tell you something. Yes. You are the most complicated, simplest person I've ever met. Most you take a simple thing, like a relationship. If I had known everything you're saying, I would never have gotten married. I wouldn't, because to be honest with you, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you are asking men to do something and then changing it at the same time. So I'm going in the door and I'm going out the door. No. You can't do both at the same time. No, no, time. no, no. I am trying to teach couples 
how to have a conscious relationship so that they can both be enriched by the event of being conscious. What is conscious? It's just knowing who you are and being able to own your own shadow side so that instead of defending or criticizing or judging or contempt, you can say, yeah, um, you're right, I did that and, and I'm sorry. That's all. It's very simple. If, I do, if I've made it complicated, I well, want to... Well, because I'm saying I'm sorry doesn't change anything. No, they have to, the, if the action is more, if the words, if the act, you know, if the behavior doesn't match the words, you know, we call it BS. So we have I to- I have another name for it, but we can start there. I'm trying to be very careful Thank on you, television. Okay. But you know, the difference here is that women are smarter than men. Yeah. Okay. The, and uh, women know they're smarter than men. The thing is that men are beginning to get wise to the game. And we're changing up the game. We are hitting women now with things they can never expect. I don't think we're smarter than oh, no, men. No, you I are. was going to say the same thing. Of, yeah, I know you're going to say We're it. more strategic. No, no, you're smarter than men. But you know <laughs> well, what? Well, that, that takes intelligence to be more strategic. <laughs> of course. But you know what the difference is? I can ask a question, answer a question, and have a whole you conversation. You shouldn't even ask it. You're going to answer it anyway. And I have, right? And my answer is never going to be right. That's it's going to be always open to interpretation, the way you call interpretation. <laughs> I just like the fact. Interpretation. That's what she does. She hits me with the interpretation thing. I get this at home. I get it with my stepdaughter. It's I a matter it of perspective. Oh, you know, it's perspective to finger. The bottom line is this. At the end of the day, you need two people to meet at one spot. My father used to say to me, two people cannot live on one spot. Somebody's got to let the other one live there, and then you take turns. You got to either spit or swallow. Yes, this compromise. Is what I was taught. Yes, we need we need three C's: communication, compromise, and collaboration. Absolutely. So my job has been able to take people through a process, couples, to learn how to do that. Are you to, married, Joan? I'm sorry. Are you married? No, I'm not married. I'm divorced. How long have you been divorced? Oh, since 1975. Let's see, 1975. 75. But okay, then I so married. Then I married again. Okay, so. And then I've divorced from oh, there since time. 1980. Okay. And then I married again, and I'm divorced from there since 1997, and not married since. So you've been married three times. Yes. I've been married twice. Between you and me, we got a whole dozen eggs here <laughs> of relationships because people change. I mean, can we agree on that? Hopefully. All right. So I love the theme of your book. I would like to do a sequel. Says I hate what she says. Okay, that's a good title. <laughs> because the opposite applies to what you're saying as well. It's a good lesson. Remember yesterday we talked about life is all about making adjustments to our failures. Everything we do in life is going to be a failure. You've got to make the adjustments. Same thing as yes. what she's talking about. But That's not the, true. Not everything in life is a failure. Oh, yes, it is. You've made adjustments to get there. That's so not true. I can point it out. Dawn, don't go oh down my this road. God. Don't go down this road. <laughs> no. I'm telling you now, don't do it. That's so the but dark Freddie, side. But, Freddie, let me, let me see if I can get a little academic, but not up here. No, you could go there. I can get there. <laughs> okay. You could go ahead. Oh, my God. Listen, I'm going to use with a full scholarship from NYU. I can understand the verbiage. If you want to learn how to play the piano, uh, and you've never had a piano lesson, you're not going to be able to play it until somebody teaches you. That's not true. Then, I will play the piano. You may not like what you hear. Okay, well, then you might be one of those people that are talented. No, I have no talent. Hi. No talent. None. But okay. when I play that piano, it ain't going to be good. 
slip. But Where's it's the interpretation. Bar? <laughs> I can play that thing. Well, whatever it is that you want to learn, some most people have to be have a mentor or a teacher or someone to show them how to do it. Yes. There's no different with relationships. Really? Because you know why? We grew up with role models. Many of the p our parents never negotiated anything. They never really had any way to resolve their conflict. They would just sweep it under the carpet, and after many years, the carpet would look like the Swiss Alps. And the relationship, <laughs> which does not live, <laughs> the relationship doesn't live in the man or the woman, or the man and the man, or the woman and the woman. The, and the relationship lives between the two, in the, in the space between the both of them. And that's where the kids live, and even the pets. So when that relationship gets polluted, that space becomes yeah. polluted, we have to learn how to cleanse it to make it more sacred. And that's what I do. You how cleanse do it. How, how do people get your book? We have to go to commercial break? Yes, let's do that because how I'm fired up, How do people find baby. a copy of your book? Oh, my book? Can you get a picture of my book? Yes, it's in the shot. Okay, take a shot of the book. Yeah. All right. I hate the man I love. Listen, ladies, if you ever thought of leaving the same man who can bring you to orgasm and anger in the same day. And do it during. This is the book you want to read, okay? And don't <laughs> read the book while that's going on. I Joan, want her, you I want put her that publicist is what I got to tell you, huh? because that was good. <laughs> that is That's good. a good pitch. Do not read okay. the book while that's going on, because then, then you know. <laughs> How to be Amazon? Yes, Amazon. Uh, it, it, it's on the way from India, I think. The, their distribution is a little bit delayed, but Amazon... Uh, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Books and Books, your favorite bookstore, you should be able to do it. But Amazon for sure, you can order it now and it will be delivered to you. It might be a little bit late, but believe me, it's worth the wait. Every woman that I've spoken to will resonate with this book, whether they're single, they're married, they're divorced, they're widowed. And men can really learn something about women and how to have a conscious relationship. I love that. All right. Get your okay. copy, Amazon.com. Stay tuned. We're going to take a commercial break. Author Joan Childs, thank you so much for joining us. We've got Peggy thank Peterson you so much for having in me. the house from Special Spaces. More to come. Give us a call, 888-994-4995. Studio A, we're bringing the light to his darkness. And we'll be right back. Nice clap. Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke. If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut, and Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself, or your vacation staycation. Visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver. Gubba Rum, it's wicked smooth. If a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Have you ever felt that your voice goes unheard? And you think that you can make a difference if only someone would just listen. It's time for women in business to have a place to step into your power. 
a platform to embrace your hopes, dreams, and your visions. A voice to heal and restore. Your voice can make a difference. We have the platform to share your story and let your voice be heard. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself the chance to be heard and shine bright. Contact New Dawn Media by texting CAFE to 80800. That's C-A-F-E to 80800. Even though some things are far away, we plan for them ahead of time because they're important. When it comes to your celebration of life, it's really no different. You want to plan ahead now so your family doesn't have to later and create a service that reflects your values, character, and traditions, no matter what they may be. At Dignity Memorial, we listen to every detail and make sure everyone is remembered. Healing Moments Wellness Boutique specializes in integrating scientific and ancient therapies to relieve physical, emotional, and psychological distress. Through the power of touch, coaching, and meditation, clients experience pain relief, relaxation, healing, and detoxification. Contact Healing Moments Wellness Boutique at 561-931-2187 and experience Boca Raton's Healing Haven. Enjoy the benefits of an individualized treatment plan to help find your feelings of peace, complete balance, and wellness. Call Healing Moments today, 561-931-2187, and be rejuvenated. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. We'll, ha- we'll have to connect you and have her back. She's been here since 10.30, so I got to yeah, get back she, to she, seeing she, patients. She, was, she, she went to an appointment and got here a little early. But, you know, Joan, I've been talking to Joan for two weeks, and she finally understood what I wanted. And then she wrote on some of the other shows that we produced that she wanted to be on there, like NCS Business. But a nice lady. I mean, I, I would love to. I, I'm going to get the book. I think it's a whole lot of fun. And Joan, you okay? Yeah, I left the umbrella. Oh, okay. Just got to make sure she doesn't slip and fall. I know. Marble floors get it wet. It is raining, raining, raining. Rainy. All right, so let's go to part two. We got Peggy Peterson of Special Spaces. And I think Peggy, I think Dylan reached out to Peggy. Yes. And then she came in, and she's like, I've met you before through Dawn DeMarco book, and it's very hard to see people in their masks, so welcome to our new home. Thank you. And Dawn, of course, we miss you and hope you are doing well. Tell us about Special Spaces. Well, um, Special Spaces, it's a national organization, and we design and create bedrooms for children with cancer. We, um, our goal is to go into their existing bedroom, and give them the bedroom of their dreams. Our, our thing is that, you know, where does a child go after all their chemo treatments, radiation treatments, hospital stays, doctor visits? Um, they go to their bedroom. So our goal is to give them something that they are excited to come home to. They are part of the, um, they are part of the uh, design process. They, we, interview them and they tell us exactly what we, what they want um 
and that's basically what we do is we we um, design the bedrooms for the children. How long have you been working with them? I have um, brought the uh, the uh, um, chapter, the Boca Raton chapter, to Boca back in nine, uh, 2016. So we've been doing um, four years, and we just completed our 26th bedroom makeover. Wow! Yeah. Tell me some of the. Tell I think me we have the, a video also. Some of the needs. What do we do? Tell me some of the needs that. Um, that that arise what are some of the things some of the need well a lot of the children they need new furniture um we we go into their bedrooms and they'll need maybe new carpeting new floor uh new window treatments new furniture new lighting um basically it's the furniture and the bedding um uh and whatever the their theme is whatever they want the theme of the room to be then we we do that our basic our most what we mostly need right now is um sponsorship room sponsorships because of covid we had to cancel all of our um fundraisers we're a 50c3 nonprofit, so we have to raise money to do these rooms so right now we're looking for sponsorships um to sponsor a bedroom is five thousand dollars um and and it if it's a business you can bring in your your employees to be part of the experience to help uh, to meet the child to help with the um, the makeover um, there are other ways to sponsor also if you go on our website it gives you a list of different ways of um, donating money and it's specialspaces.org yeah specialspaces.org correct all right Val, let's play the video peggy sent a couple videos can i over. just do a, do a precursor to this. Um, I think this is the one of how things have changed. How things have changed, yes. Um, because of COVID, we're not allowed to go into the homes of the children anymore, and, and rightly so. Their immune system is very low. Um, even if we wore masks, we uh, the volunteers, we want to protect our volunteers. So we got the national the national um, team came up with a really cool and unique idea, and it's called Bedroom in a Box. What we do is we still meet with the child virtually. Um, we get their ideas, what they want. We purchase everything that we need, and then we go and we stage the bedroom in the driveway or in a garage. And from there, the family takes everything that we give them, and then they put it into. We we put up a um, put together a, a I call it a mock up um, of what we envision the room to look like, and so they take everything that we have for them, and um, they complete the room, and then we we put it on our Facebook when it's all completed. Wow! All right, let's roll the tape, Val. Interesting.
Thank you, special spaces. Thank you, special spaces. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Speechless, right? That little, the little girl that said, I love you, special spaces. Um, at the age of one, she was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. Um, and after going through all the treatments and uh, everything that she needed to do, she went into remission for nine, we nine months. After the nine months, they found out that it came back and into her bones. Um, she's now three and a half, and they just found out that she has a secondary cancer that um, is another rare form of cancer. And the family is now reaching out to anybody to donate, um, uh, d what is it? Um, not plasma, the other, the other. Bone marrow? Bone marrow. She needs a bone marrow treatment, and they cannot find a match for her. So they've been on different um, news stations and all around the country uh, trying to seek people. And they're local in our community? They are local. I wonder if Mike can help them out. I wonder yeah. if, uh, if I call Freddie, he used to work for um, yeah. uh, the heart people. Something of life. The gift of life. Yeah, yeah that's where they're working through. They're working through. Yeah. And we used to do a show for gift of life. Yeah. It's yeah, a, they're working through that. Outstanding organization. Thank you, thank you. And, and they that's, are that's our main goal is to put that smile on their face. You know, you could see how how happy they were, and um, that's that's what we do. That's, that's what incredible, we do. Peggy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And this is not your full. Well, maybe it's your full time job now. No, but you tell no. Me this is not your full time job. No, it's not. But if you talk to my husband, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up till like two in the morning. But uh, um, I, it's my passion is what it is. It's my passion. And, um, you know, uh, when you saw it, when you see, they, they see it, or when we do an in-home um, makeover and they open that door and see it for the first time, the squeals of excitement and then the tears and gratitude from the parents, it's just, it's, I, I get the goosebumps, you know. But um, it's, it's why we do what we do. Um, but we... Cancer will never stop at this moment. Hopefully it will, but there's always children. Like that kids are kids. Children are children, children right? That, you know, you find out that they have cancer. I shouldn't have said cancer will never stop because it will some, someday, hopefully. But, um, Do you only work with kids with cancer or any? Kids with cancer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, um, yeah, uh, we... we service children in the southern part of Palm Beach County and the northern part of Broward County. So if there's anyone out there that knows of a child that you feel would like a bedroom makeover, you can see um, my uh, email address. Please email me and I'll get in touch with you. But um, yeah, we've had some, some really, really good... Uh, Good bedrooms. One wanted a, um, well, she wanted a princess room, obviously. One um, wanted a, um, a computer room, whole computer room, so we made him a... Is there a vetting process, or they contact you and hopefully... They, they contact me, and then I'll send them an application. They have to fill out the application. It's a medical um, form and then a general form to give us information about it. They need to be um, within one year of treatment. Um, and then I get the application back, I forward it on to our national child sourcing um, and for approval. 
and once it's approved, then I set up a time, a Zoom right now, a Zoom Zoom call with the child. I just had one a couple weeks ago, and he he's a little ADHD, so he was all over the place. I'm trying to get him to show me his bedroom and what he wants and everything, but we finally got got what he wanted. Um, then once that's done, um, then my team and I start pr uh, preparing and designing the room and with with what the child has requested. And sometimes the parents um, request the need for storage because there's so much medication or maybe um, a carpet carpeting because they're unstable um, or or different flooring because you know the the they the, fall they hurt the, the, car the equipment carpet, can't yeah. be on carpet all kinds of things exactly exactly so that t together with um, the child's wishes um, we come up with a, a theme it's a total surprise to the family it's at no cost to the family um, and uh, in the child and. Then once we're done, we, we select a day to do it on. And uh, like I said, now we're um, doing it in the driveway or a garage. I just bought a tent so that we could do it under a tent also. Can, we, I, can people make donations even if it's not $5,000? Absolutely. Absolutely. Really if you go them. on to the specialspaces.org, click on to the Boca Raton, um, and they'll give you a, a level of different, different do you can do whatever you want, but different donations and what that will go towards. Are they taking only monies or are they taking furniture and things of that nature? No, typically we, we buy brand new furniture right. for, for the children um, and brand new uh, and anything that is in the room, it's, uh, it's brand new. And for the particular little girl, are uh, you working with Gift of Life from Boca? Because I know that they have different territorial offices. If somebody and there's an age thing. I remember when we did. This yeah, thing. and yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna go and get tested, but um, they said 18 to 35. 35, and it yeah. used to be, it was a little bit older, and I guess maybe with Corona they reduce it. And are you working with the one in Boca, or call anyone if people are listening? With with this little girl with yeah. with the um, bone marrow, I, I'm not working with them on that. It's it's there. All I know is that they're working with that organization. Okay. I don't know which one they're working at. They live in Del Rey, so I'm assuming maybe the Boca one. Maybe. You know. Just give them a call. The one in Boca. Freddie used to work there. Val used to work there, and just tell them you saw that if you saw it on the clip, and you want to help that little girl out. The very first show we did at WNN with Gift of Life, they raised a million dollars. Yeah. Gentleman called in, yeah. and it was the VP that was there that day. He couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, and they raised a million dollars on that one show, and they saved, they didn't save her, but they did a, a deal for a little girl. Yeah, wow. through this um, organization, they've already raised $60,000. So, good organization. Let's go yeah, to commercial break. When we come back, you're welcome to stay. I think we might have Ashley Agaloff coming on. I think we've got business buttons. We've got a toy store, more with special spaces, all about the kids. Stay tuned, 888-994-4995. Email is peggy at specialspaces.org. And, of course, you can always contact us. No donation is too small, and it will always all be appreciated. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
Start your business, ideas, and events through our Brooklyn Cafe TV channel on Apple TV. Contact us at 888-224-5422 for more information. Let the whole town, even the whole country, know your message with a click of a button. Together, we inspire creativity. Let's all welcome a new sponsor to the show. It's Ant2TV the first and only internet production company that's truly plugged in. When you're looking for a full-service internet TV radio production company, discover Amp2 TV, a full-service production company that can provide all streaming videos in studio or remotely. They offer web page development, and they use all the latest platforms to help make all your business selling points more powerful. They can do remotes or live radio streaming as well as tape productions for social media platforms and television. Amp2TV can handle all of your television needs, including closed caption for a perfect on-air telecast. Choose from a variety of creative TV and radio packages or visit one of their many studios to get your creative juices flowing. Come and see why Amp2TV works with many major companies, including Comcast, Bravo, and Fox 29, as well as individuals and businesses of all types and sizes. To see samples of their work or to find out more, visit their website at amp2.tv. That's A-M-E, the number 2.tv, or call them at 866-224-5422. Feel free to call for a quote or just a consult of how to put your business on a social media platform or radio platform or just doing a show that is covered by all platforms. Call 866-224-5422 and make an appointment. That's 866-224-5422. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. They still look good, don't they, Slick? Those are fake. No, they are not, actually. Those are real. Those are not real. Even the water's fake. (laughs) Or like this. No, don't. Go like that. On you, go like this. See if the water comes out. (laughs) There's a lot of electrical equipment down there. No, thank you very much. The slickster. The slick. Do you see a line? Do I have a line inside of me? Or is it a shadow? Oh, here we go. Did you see it? (laughs) Do not look at the person (laughs) behind the curtain, please. Do not engage this woman in her behaviors is all I can tell you. I'm going to have to point your way, the direction. You got to point. I'm going to point you north. Peggy, thank you so much. These shirts are unbelievable. Special spaces. Check out the Boca chapter. Any donation to help these children who are recovering from cancer have a special room and a special place to come home to after treatment. Now, Peggy, I'm going to show you the difference between her and me. I don't open it. I will never open this. Not me. I use it all. I don't open this. I, I, I put it as a display just the way it is. It was given me. They gave me a bottle with gold in it. And I still have, that was four years ago? I drank it. 
And she drank hers. I have it in my house on the mantle in a case. And this is going to but, join But it's that. a gift to use. To enjoy. Because, to enjoy. Because, you know, I'm a firm believer. Never forget where you came from. And this comes from you. And I will never forget this today. Oh, thank and you. And I will put this in a sacred place, not to be worn or shared. And everything stays. But you can, you can read the brochure. Not me. Oh, I got <laughs> the brochure out. I, I got rehearsed. the shirt. I rehearsed. There's See? the card. I rehearsed. But I will keep this like this until... And, and, you know, life will show me when to open it. You watch. Okay. All right. And you just when you champagne when I have. And just when you never know how things come into alignment, we have our longtime friend Ashley. You like age backwards. Oh my gosh, you yeah. look unbelievable. I hope so. She looks like she's twelve. <laughs> Ashley Agaloff, who was probably one of the first women I met when I started networking and working with you five years ago I at a that. networking event. I don't remember who it was for. I just remember it was in East Boca. Yeah, that was the first one I think I ever went to. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Did you have one child, Ashley, or did you have four or five or? One's good. One? <laughs> one, 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 child. one child's she says, good. Remember her? I says, I don't remember her. <laughs> Ashley was last time with us at, this, at their studio in Delray. She was very pregnant, I think seven, eight months pregnant at the time. Now you've got almost a two-year-old. Yep. It's been that long, so congratulations. Thank She's beautiful. you. Aw, thank you. I remember you. Of course you remember the, me. She the machine The machine, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We talked about, oh, yes, how are you? I'm doing good. And since October is Breast Cancer Awareness, and they tell me Breast Cancer Prevention Month is really what it should be, we've had Ashley with us. She does thermography screening. Yes. And you had offered to do that for me yesterday, and I told Freddie it was just crazy. He goes, what, you didn't want to put your breasts on TV? I go, that actually didn't occur to me, because once you've got children, your body is not your own anymore. <laughs> we wanted to put it's true. Banner. It was more of, it's so cold in here, and I was thinking, how are we going to regulate the temperature of it is what I was, and the privacy, of course, of what it yeah. is. Because once it's a screen, you don't know A from B or who's what. Yeah, but you take what. pictures of it. I don't expect you to do it on the set. No, she actually, so she sent some pictures as to what she does. So let's do some background on what you do and who you are. Sure. So I have been doing thermography screening since 2013. And thermography is normally, people know it as a screening tool, um, similar to a mammogram or an MRI or an ultrasound. But it's actually a risk assessment test. So basically, when you get a thermography screening, you can see what your risk is for developing cancer years before it would show up on an anatomical test like a mammogram or MRI or ultrasound. So really, the problem is, is we're so focused on early detection, which great, early detection is good in a way, right? You find it early, you can do something about it, but it's still invasive. So what we want to focus on is prevention. And the way we focus on prevention is by getting thermography, because when we get a thermography scan, you can see the heat patterns in the, in the breast, or we do full bodies too, but I'm going to focus on the breast today since it's Breast Health Awareness Month. And when you see the vascular patterns or the heat patterns, you can look at that and you can say, okay, your thermal heat rating, say it's high, for example, say you came in, hopefully not, but and you were at a thermal heat rating of four, which the doctor rates at one to five, you can say, okay, I have high inflammation in my breast. And say you went and got a mammogram. Just because you don't have anything on your mammogram doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that something's not going on. It means, okay, you don't have cancer, but all the studies show five to 10 years down the line, if you're high-risk thermogram, that they, everyone that's gotten a thermogram that's high-risk does develop cancer. Well, if you so, are high-risk. Yeah. 
Is there anything you can do about it? That's the whole point. So the, what I love is prevention. And I really want to share this with people even younger than 40, because by the time you get a mammogram, it's now even later than 40. And the most aggressive, deadliest breast cancers are under 40 because they go so fast and they metabolize so fast that you really need to catch it early. So the whole point of doing this is if you're high risk, okay, what can we do for prevention? You can go to functional medicine, you can do diet, you can do lifestyle, stress reduction, uh, exercise. There's so many different avenues you can go. And then you can monitor yourself with the thermography and make sure that your risk is lowering rather than raising, hopefully. So is this all based on the heat sensor of the area that you're um, doing the exam on is it based on that scale of heat that is intense yeah so it's based on the heat but it, the doctors also so I don't read the report I just take the images the doctor who reads the report he's also looking at the vascular patterns in the breast okay. so he's actually measuring it by a tenth of a degree so our breasts are supposed to be symmetrical so if there's a lot more heat going on uh, in one breast that can symbolize a tumor that is being aggressive or metabolizing very quickly so that's what's great about the thermography is you can see that where it's measuring the physiology versus, versus a mammogram where you're seeing the bump or the lump, but by the time it's already gotten to that point, you could have already seen it on a mammogram, I mean on a thermography. So you really want to, you, you could still get both, but you want to get both and you want to get the risk assessment test so that you can be preventative. And does age matter? In other words, do you have a college girl? Does that matter as compared to 40 or 50 year old? So that you can see, because I, I'm assuming this is giving you like a, a advanced warning that something may be going on, maybe not. It all depends, but it's worth looking at. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I, f I feel like the issue is that no one is even aware under the age of 40. No one even talks about breast cancer. And the problem is, is a lot of women are getting breast cancer before the age of 40. So that's why we really have to focus on prevention and awareness and showing people that this is out there and that there's a better option that's, there is no non-invasive, it's getting a picture taken. So it's really easy to do and there's no radiation involved. So anybody, any age, I've even done kids, you know, so not for their breasts, but for other things. So you can get it done at any age, but the we'll younger, the better. Some of the pictures though, and maybe Ashley, you can walk us through. So this is actually really interesting because with thermography, it's not only doing the heat, it's also focusing on estrogen dominance. So if you look there, all those little vascular lines, that's indicating that there's higher estrogen in this lady's body. And what that indicates is that you are at a higher risk for developing breast cancer if you have higher estrogen dominance. So there's a couple things that, that you can see on the thermography determining your risk. So if we see this, you can see, okay, what's going on? Are you drinking out of plastic? You know, what's going on with your hormone imbalance? You know, and really focus on that for prevention so that you don't develop breast cancer in the future. Also, your environment has a big play in this, right? Because 100%. of all the, the, the cancer-causing materials in buildings. And remember when they had the Chinese um, drywall. drywall and everything else? All of that stuff comes to play. And I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you when I first met you. Why isn't this being done permanently before you get to the exam? Because this helps a doctor, yes? Oh, 100%, yes. And it's FDA approved since 1982 as an adjunct screening. But honestly, it's sad, but there's no money for anybody to be made in this. It's very, you know, it's very cost effective to get it done. And uh, it is a preventative screening, so it's... You know, the, that's the only thing I can say. I'm hoping that now more and more people are learning about it. So one day insurance hopefully will cover it. But for now, 
it's just a preventative screening. Yeah, and we don't we want gotta... to save lives. There's no way well, to save lives. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah, let's see another one. <laughs> Unbelievable. But there's this fear of, oh, my gosh, I got to do it. And what if they find something? And then what do you do? And then Well, this isn't cascade. it better to, to f- at least find out that you got a problem than to wait and then you can't do anything about it? Right. So we want to focus on prevention. So if you come and you see that you are at high risk, hopefully you're not. But if you are at high risk, you can do something about it. And then when you come back for your next annual thermography, you can see, okay, did the changes I make from my lifestyle, hopefully you are making changes, did they work? And some people don't make changes and they don't go to the doctor and they come back for their scan and they haven't made changes and they, it does develop. I've seen it. You know, they, they do end up getting something. So we want to monitor it so that, that it goes the other way. That's why I want to really spread this to younger people as well. And on this scan, this is the same person? No, no, this is different. Um, So this one, as you can see in the first, so the first image, you can see that there's less red, obviously. Um, And then by the time she came back, unfortunately, it grew. So you, obviously, we don't want to focus on fear because I really hate focusing on fear. I really want to focus on empowerment and prevention. But I feel like it's important to show these to show that like this can happen in reality. So it's important to, when you get your scan, I always say, if you're going to get the scan, do the lifestyle changes. So you're not going to do anything and not, you, I don't know, not that there's no point in getting it done, but you really want to do something about well, it. Well, on the July scan, where is there even red? It looks... So there's a little, I can't... Just a little bit There's of the a little bit of red, but really, um, right here, you can't tell because I only put the picture, but when the doctor um, takes the scale, he actually gives you like a reading with numbers. And um, based on the different numbers and the TH rating, that's what he bases it on. Then you can actually see the vascularity and the wording helps more, but these are just the pictures, so you can't really tell. You can see the red up in her lymph nodes, under her arms, you can see So a lot of time we are red under our armpits just because it's hotter there and under the breasts, but if it's on the actual breast, then there's actually something serious going on. But that's a big field you got going on there. Yeah, yeah, that was was pretty serious. But this is just um, different pictures to show that different areas of the breast can be shown. You can see actual lymph nodes on the breast, you can see the actual areola or nipple, so it can show different areas. Um, but what we're really looking for is not just the vascularity and the heat, but also the estrogen dominance. So based on those three factors, that's where you get it, get your reading from. And for men as well. This is not oh, just for, sure. for women. And I think part of breast cancer prevention and awareness is it goes untalked about mm-hmm. that men as well. Yeah, so one in eight women develop foods, breast right? cancer. Oh, yeah, now more. In, so it used to be one in 1,000 men uh, received got breast cancer now it's one in 833 so it's actually getting worse and same with women the women it used to be one in eight and now I just read that as one in seven so instead of it getting better you know of course we want to find a cure and early detection but we really have to teach people about prevention and diet and lifestyle but but this is my point you know you, you have a tool that can help you and because there's no money in it they don't use it. It, it. This has. I remember we had this conversation when I first met you. Yeah. You know, this is again. We don't learn our lesson. Okay. So now you got a virus. Can you imagine? Let's just hypothetically say that this machine can find out whether or not you're susceptible to the virus. Then all of a sudden it becomes important. Really? Come on now. Let's not be stupid about this. This is a machine that works, and I know that this machine is being worked with diabetes in the opposite direction, where there is no blood flow. 
Right. It can show that as well. And even when you do a full body, it can Mm -hmm. show the neuropathy in the toes. That's right. Things like that. that. Yeah. Because it's a company that maybe you work for them that is actually using this. And I've seen it on social media and they have contacted me to go do it. So it's a tool. It's a vital tool. It should be used. um, And it will, you know, depending on what age you're going to be doing this thing, you can keep an eye on this, which is really important. Do Do you see it becoming part of a regular routine? I think more and more like people are becoming aware of it. When I first started, they're like, thermography, what's that? And now it's like, oh, yeah, oh, I know somebody who does thermography, or I've gotten that, or, you know, so I'm, I, I'm really excited that it's becoming more well-known, but I'm just hoping that it becomes more mainstream. And are, pa- and are patients offered this? Like, if they go and get a mammogram, are they offered this? No, I, I don't. You, you know, once in a while, I think if a gynecologist is more on the holistic side, they'll they'll offer it or they'll say, oh, well, this is another option because it is an adjunct screening. So that that I think confuses people. People are like one or the other, but you can it's still important to get both because no screening is 100 percent. And it's good to get the risk assessment and get the screen, you know, get the mammogram to see what's going on. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that are not 100 percent. I know women have gone in and they said you got to come back and they say there's something there and then you come back and there's nothing there. It happened with my mother for years. Do you know, I find out now that my mother always had that mass, and they watched it for years, they watched it. And it wasn't until this one doctor that says, okay, let's get it out of there. But it was for years. Well, let me ask you a question. Does your sister get screened regularly and you your gotta niece? You got to call her. She doesn't and... let me get involved in that. But I would <laughs> love for my sister to come down here. I would call you, and i say, okay, maybe let's get this done because it runs in my family. That's why I ask you And that. And I, you know what? I'm not going to put my head in the sand no more. We got problems. And I think that we have to address our problems. So I would talk to Mimi, I would talk to Linda, Sarah, and Elisa, which are my immediate family, and Valerie, and they should take advantage of the fact that this technology exists. I gotta be, I'm gonna give you a little secret. You know how everybody does streaming now and they Zoom and all this? We've been doing this for 12 years. And we said this is the way of the future. Nobody paid attention to me 12 years ago. Nobody. And mm-hmm. look at it now. Mm-hmm. Now it's the way we do business. Yeah. Right? So wise up. This technology, I'm telling you, in five years, is going to be the only way to do it. You watch. Do you have an office? Do you go to people's homes? How does it work? I have an office. Uh, I go to different various offices before the baby, but now I just have one office in Boca on Federal right near Yamato. And, uh, yeah, it's basically just based on scheduling. So they just contact me through either my website or through the phone number, and we schedule them. How long does it take? About 20 to 30 minutes. You have to acclimate in a cool room for 10 minutes. I remember you were, you were um, saying that, so I was thinking, studio, where are we going to do this? But you have an office, okay. Yeah, so you acclimate in the room for 10 minutes, and then after you acclimate, we take the pictures, and it's all done. It's really easy. A lot of people come in and are like, where's the machine? Do I go in a machine? I'm, no, you just take a picture. It's really, really simple, and then it gets taken, and then There's it gets... There's no squishing and no smushing squishing. and pulling and arm here and breathe, and oh, you nope. have no idea. <laughs> You'd be surprised. No. <laughs> none of that. None of that. <laughs> Non-invasive. She the machine in while we she, were I know she. Yeah, did. it's like a little camera, yeah. almost like if I was a photographer. And how machine. much does it cost? It's two forty-nine for a breast scan, and then four ninety-nine for a full body. And, and that includes no the images, and yeah. And you get a full report after, and then I go over the recommendations with you. And depending on what the scan is, I either can help you with your nutrition and lifestyle, or I send you to somewhere that can help you. It's interesting because now you can self-prescribe a mammogram. At least I know in Boca Raton, you can go in and say, I need my routine screening, 
and it's covered by insurance. However, what's not covered by insurance, at least mine is, the doctor to read it, the radiology bill, the ultrasound because they need it because they need to just make sure that we did everything on the ultrasound, on the, on the mammogram. So yes, the mammogram by all intents and purposes for me was covered. But at the end of the day, I had a $349 bill to cover all of the other things that weren't covered for the mammogram. So if you stay 249, but my mammogram's covered, check the fine print on that. And also the radiation and it's just another level of screening of preventative, especially if you're young, right? And you're looking at these things where mammogram is not indicated before 40 years old, I guess, unless there's family. Yeah, unless there's family history. And history really only 5% of uh, breast cancers are actually uh, in genetic anyway. So basically just because your sister had it or your mom had it, people are like, oh, I'm going to get it because of that. But now with epigenetics, if we take care of ourselves, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. So I always like to tell people that because they're so in fear about that. And I really want people to come in and getting this test to feel empowered and to take care of themselves versus coming in like because they're fearful. You know, it's a different energy. So I think a lot of people are fearful of just going in. Mm-hmm. Or how many people don't even want to go to the doctor? How many people don't want to go for the mammogram because you're afraid of what they might find? We talk about this all the time. I ain't going to the doctor. And you hate going to the doctor in <laughs> I general. I take me screaming. But yet you're very happy to tell all the women in your life to go get a screening. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Don't be a wise guy. I'm doing the pre-doctor. She does it for the pre-doctor. And you have a little, uh, you go out there and all of a sudden things are okay. You get an idea. But I'm thinking uh, for males as well, full body scans picks things up that would not normally maybe be picked up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's good for men. I've done... A lot less men, but I have done men and many, many women for full bodies, and all the way from the head to the bottom of the feet. So you could, and it includes you the breast. Like a tube, or is it a camera? No, just the camera. I take pictures of. I say, stand this way, stand like this, turn around, and we take a bunch of pictures. And then after the picture's done, I just send it off to the doctor, and your report's back within a week. And then we're going over it together. Wow, it's funny it's because easy. when I went, uh, went to my cardiologist, she put me through a whole array of tests. And they squeeze my legs for arterial, something with the arteries or something, <laughs> all this stuff. And it's funny because I, I was sitting there minding my own business thinking about, I remember if they take a scan, maybe she won't have to look as hard. Maybe let's but, look at certain areas. You know, that's a perfect example. And I know we've had a guest on the line is they did all these tests on you and they didn't like something they saw. They made me go back. But then you went and you did a major lifestyle change for three months. I lost weight and I went in there and, I, and they, they put me on a nuclear threat mill. A nuclear. Mm. I have tubes coming out of me and I'm running. But and after those says, lifestyle changes, what happened? Well, and then I said, to her, I lost 38 pounds. Yes. Wow. But you know something? She put me through the ringer. But they thought, said your test had come back a whole lot better. She found a blip. My heartbeat went in a blip. And she made me go through an array of tests. There were thousands in that. Thank God the insurance company covered it. Because I almost fainted when I saw the bill. And I said, are you guys paying this? Yes, because it's preventive. And they're not, it's not quite there yet because I guess it's considered holistic and not the norm. But eventually people are going to realize that what we're doing to our bodies with all, so much radiation and medications and injections, it's not you always know, it's really for us. silly because if you look at it as preventive, Insurance should pay it, right? They find a problem, it could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to fix it on mm-hmm. the good side, right? And well, they make more money from having people having cancer. I mean, it's sad, but well, it's just the truth. Kids also? Uh, well, no, that's a different capacity. I have done kids before, 
Uh, I don't recommend it because it's not really necessary. But for example, like if uh, I've had some people have like a hot spot or a mole that they want their, oh, okay. you know, to look at just to make sure it's not cancerous, those kinds of things. But you don't really need to come in if you're a kid. But I say once you're that, you know, the age of 18 or up, it's I got my first scan at 24 and now I do it once a year. And it's great to just I could see my changes. Like it's it's really cool. Yeah. Amazing. How do people get in touch with you? You can either call me at 561-703-2022 or go to my website, www.yourlimitlesshealth.com. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. Let's go to commercial break. When we come back, we've got biz buttons. I hope they're still on our VMAX or talking toys. Talking toys. So it kind of all comes toys. together in my, in my convoluted mind. But You polluted my yes. Kids, toys, cancer, prevention. Well, we got to end it on a happy note because... Always. You know what I'm saying? Prevention. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. DearAbby.com Dear Abby is a life coaching company that was founded by Abby Awotasu. At Dear Abby, we believe in empowering single women to unapologetically own their identities and grow in self-love. We know that in order for you to find true, meaningful, lasting love, you must first love and fully embrace yourself, flaws and all. Contact us today at askdearabby.com for your personalized coaching session that will get you on the path to ultimately finding your soulmate. And follow Dear Abby on social media at askdearabby on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Mark Dane's paintings are custom designed specifically for your space. Each design will not only illuminate your space, but will also function as a truly unique light painting. Each piece is handcrafted using various dichroic glass shapes mounted at precise angles on a metal or wood panel. A specific integrated light source strikes the glass shapes to produce a combination of highly saturated colors. The light paintings can be customized to any shape, practically any size, and in any color combination. They can be configured to produce in excess of 5,000 lumens and may be placed on a table, a pedestal, in a niche, or hang on the wall. Come to the gallery at the theater and talk to Mark about placing a piece of his art in your home. Pizza District is the official pizzeria of the Brooklyn Cafe Show. They have amazing deals, great food, and an even better customer connection. Their owner, Nico, runs the friendliest and cleanest pizzeria for miles around. With their pizza made with whole wheat, gluten-free, cauliflower crust, and traditional New York style, you can't go wrong. Plus all the extras, like salad and chicken wings. They are a family-run business with a great atmosphere. Call today to order your pizza and tell them the Brooklyn Cafe sent you at 561-961-4163. That's 561-961-4163 for Pizza District the official pizzeria of the Brooklyn Cafe Show. At Carmen Care Advanced Laser Therapy, our professional team specializes in finding the best alternative laser therapy treatments for your painful conditions. Do you suffer with chronic pain, a post-traumatic injury, or simply looking for the benefits of cell rejuvenation to the skin? Schedule a consultation today to understand how photobiomodulation can help reduce your symptoms, reduce or even eliminate pain. Give us a call today, 561 561- 
405-9577. We focus on treating you who has a disease, not a disease that defines who you are. Contact Carmen Care Laser Therapy today, 561-405-9577 or CarmenCareLaser.com. Let's all welcome a new sponsor to the show. It's Amp2TV, the first and only internet production company that's truly plugged in. When you're looking for a full-service internet TV radio production company, discover Amp2TV, a full-service production company that can provide all streaming videos in studio or remotely. They offer web page development, and they use all the latest platforms to help make all your business selling points more powerful. They can do remotes or live radio streaming as well as tape productions for social media platforms and television. Amp2 TV can handle all of your television needs, including closed caption for a perfect on-air telecast. Choose from a variety of creative TV and radio packages or visit one of their many studios to get your creative juices flowing. Come and see why Amp2 TV works with many major companies, including Comcast, Bravo, and Fox 29, as well as individuals and businesses of all types and sizes. To see samples of their work or to find out more, visit their website at amp2.tv. That's A-M-E, the number 2.tv, or call them at 866-224-5422. Feel free to call for a quote or just a consult of how to put your business on a social media platform or radio platform, or just doing a show that is covered by all platforms. Call 866-224-5422 and make an appointment. That's 866-224-5422. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. No, we're back. Vinny's back from the radio station, so I was finding out what's going on. Chins is on the board. Do you know? Oh, Slick, we're going to be doing some cross-promotional stuff on Slick Speaks and some of the other ladies' shows. I want to see how the younger demographic works with some of the compounds we had today. Okay, yes, Ashley, please leave us some cards. Yeah, thank you, I did. Thank you so much. I have an idea for Ashley. I went to the bathroom and it came raining on me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ashley. It might be uh, this stuff. And also, we just got permission to use the commercial. Um, from Special Spaces. Special Spaces, so we're going to be playing down on different demographics as well. Steve Gubb was texting in that piece. And it isn't about the sadness of bringing people to tears, but it's about the information getting it out there. So and I have to tell you, she help. was telling me of the 26, I'm going to rephrase the 26 bedrooms that they have redone, 25 of these kids are still alive, which is pretty spectacular odds, I said. We always talk about how you can heal when you feel good about yourself because it's interesting she said one didn't make it and i said but 25 did it's a great percentage and that's a percentage you take all day long not if that's one it happens to be your child i understand but of uh, percentage wise 25 kids to come through this is pretty spectacular what are you eating really what'd you get them in the back we still have a few left 
<laughs> All right, so let's have some fun. Let's have some fun with air? some toys, I think. So we have Biz Buzz on the line, Valerie. Is Biz Buzz on the line. Yes, all right. Chenzo, you came back just in time for some toys. Biz Buzz. Chenzo, we got a show we want to announce. Now we're going to do a Biz Buzz is on the air. A brand new segment. And Biz Buzz was comes to us as a recommendation from Flynn's Arcade. They had given Val a few names, and Biz Buzz was one of the businesses. And I think they're located in Plantation. Which we'll find out. So let's find out where they are. Are they on the line, you guys? You know it. Wow. Wow, look at all those games. Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? We're good. Tell us your name. Name is Dominic Massey. I'm Dominic, nice to meet buttons. you. That looks unbelievable behind you. Where are you located? Uh, I'm actually in Plantation, uh, right off of Broward Boulevard, not too far from the Broward Mall. All right, so I grew up there. My parents still live there, so give me, refine it a little bit more for me. All right. Um, the old Plantation Plaza that's actually right across the street from the fire department where the old Winn-Dixie used to be, right off of East Acre. Um, I know exactly right where you are. So my dad's office, I'm sorry, I'm going back to 201 Northwest 70th was his first office, which is right there. Long wood building that's probably right behind you. Yes. Or to the side of you. That was my dad's first pediatric office when we were growing up. It's interesting. We have a gentleman that was in here. It's like from here to Israel, so that's how close it is. Really? Yep. So you know the area. I know the area very well, yes. So we have a a new segment, a new show that we're going to be opening. We're going to start taping on Thursday. A gentleman that you know well, right? I think so. Kenny B. B. Kenny B. That you know well. And it's called? Collectibles Cafe. Collectibles. He, He corrected me twice. Collectibles with an S. For savings, and he says that he knows of your organization and the things that you do. So it just was fitting that you came on and he was here today because um, we're going to be doing some work as well. I wanted to ask you the entertainment business that you are offering during the pandemic has it gotten better? Stay the I same? think they're a toy store, right? Yes, uh, toys, action figures, uh, Funko Pops, all types of things, strictly toys, nothing more, nothing less. And are people buying toys? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and it's funny because a lot of people don't understand the industry. A lot of people, you know, have that misconception that toys are only for kids. When in reality, it's, it's the parents that tend to spend the most money on, on an action figure. Um, you know, they'll come in here and they'll buy an action figure for their son or their daughter for five, six dollars. And they turn around and, and buy an action figure that they had as a kid for 50 or 60 dollars. <laughs> so it's not it's not always the kids that we're buying toys for. Listen, I got to ask you, do you have talking football in there? A talking football? It's called talking no. football, the game board. No, I don't have that right now. But with vintage it. stuff, you never know it's going to walk in the door. See, I, I are these new them. collectibles? Or are they old or? Well, what defines us versus a lot of other people? Um, people always have this misconception that you know you go to a comic book shop and they label themselves as you know comics and toys. Um, you know, when Toys R Us was around and KB was around, it was a lot of retail, a lot of new and what's up and coming. Um, one thing that we base our business around is the fact that we're not just selling new toys. Uh, we sell both vintage and new. Um, so we're always getting in the latest stuff. We're always getting in the stuff that were from yesteryear, uh, whether it's G.I. Joe's or whether it's He-Man or vintage Star Wars from the 70s. You know, we'll have vintage Star Wars from the 70s and we just uh, received some Star Wars that just came out last week. So it's a good mix of both vintage and modern. 
I love that. And how long have you been there in that location? Uh, we've been in this location now. Actually, this week will be our one-year anniversary, October 21st. Tw October 24th, I'm sorry. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Appreciate it. And it's a great location. I mean, you're right in the heart of Plantation, and there used to be a big Toys R Us right up the street, and it's not there anymore. Oh. Absolutely. I know. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting. You've replaced that market that Toys R Us has left behind. But what I like about it is I used to go to Toys R Us because I used to like to play with the toys. I mean, I'm a big kid at heart. So when you have some vintage stuff, like I wanted talking football, these are things we were talking about things that we never got, that my cousins got, my brother got, some of the games and stuff like that. And I've always wanted to go back and get some of this stuff. How do people know what you have in the store if they don't travel? Is it on a website as well or do you got to go to the store? Um, we do a lot of social media. We're pretty active on Instagram and Facebook. Actually, our Instagram is linked to our Facebook. So whenever we do get new inventory in, we're always posting it online. Um, a lot of our vintage stuff doesn't get cataloged on our website. Most of the time, it's the retail stuff. Um, but we're always active on social media. We actually do a live stream every Saturday night, um, and we actually go through the store. It's something we started doing uh, early this year. Um, and it's been pretty successful, but I mean, we, for the most part, anytime something new comes in, it gets, you know, pictures get taken, gets posted online. And I mean, depending on the demand of it, I mean, it sells pretty quick. How'd you come up with the name Bits and Buttons? Oh man, that's a, it's a funny story. I've actually been doing this for many years. I mean, I tell people all the time, my oldest eBay account is over 20 years old. Um, the name Bits and Buttons came about, I was actually at the time, I was selling video games. I was doing a lot of retro gaming, Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo, Sega, things like that about five or six years ago. And it just popped up in my head. I'm a very spontaneous person. Um, bits actually comes from video games. So when you think of 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit, those are the graphics of the video game. And then the buttons are just from the controller. So a lot of people don't understand the name and kind of like, What's up with that name? It's kind of weird. It's just that's how it came about. It was just a spontaneous thing at the time. I actually just checked it to, to make sure games. they spelled it right. And I'm looking at I'm looking on social media. You have a tremendous amount of pieces there. Yes, um, like I said, we're always posting new stuff. It's funny. We have my a very son, large store. My son, the first company he owned was called Eight Bit, and he's into the same gaming situation. I saw a special, newest millionaire. Now, our gamers, people that are playing these games with people all over the world, and they're getting contracts for gaming, they're getting contracts from endorsements, because there's thousands and thousands of people just watching the game. I, I don't get this. Watching the game, and people playing tournament stuff, and, uh, and they're making, that's the newest millionaires not coming out of these kids that are playing these games. It's unbelievable. Are you down by 95 in Broward? Uh, we're actually right next to the turnpike. So the if turnpike, you were to get, okay. take 95, you're going to head west. Of the turnpike in Broward. Okay, I know exactly where you are. Unbelievable. Uh, I am going to tell you, he's been doing it. Maybe we can consult with him and, and sort of work something out. We, we wanted to get into the children's market. We have a, a kid's television market, and we are trying to um, put a deal together exactly with what you do and how you do it at a different level with parents, you know, bringing parents in. So I like that you said you can pick up a, a doll for five or ten bucks or something like that. And that's the price margin that we were looking for. Because me as a parent, I got grandkids now. And 
I didn't know what I was going to get them. I didn't know where to go to get whatever it is I got to go get. And Michelle, my ex-wife, sends little Joey crates of stuff. So now I got to get crates of stuff, you know. Not necessarily. It's it's just the crate. No, 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 no. We ain't having that. Yeah, but then you got to get a crate for Joey. You got a crate for Rowan. You got to get a crate for Brecken. You're going to have to get another job. (laughs) I'm going to have to invade your store and get crates of stuff. And they're slick laughing. So what are some of the top sellers? Star Wars. Star Wars is always a top seller. Um, no matter what generation you grew up in, I mean, Star Wars is really what kicked off the collecting game when it comes to action figures. Um, and, you know, just through the years, they've always reinvented themselves. So Star Wars is always a big thing. And for me down here, my, one of my largest demographics is actually wrestling. Uh, wrestling is a big portion of my business and what I do and what I sell. Um, but for the most part, it's always going to be, you know, Star Wars. Uh, right now, the biggest trend is actually Funko Pops. So Funko Pops do fairly well. What's a Funko um, but Pop? I mean, it's, so those little, uh, little guys with the big heads. Like oh, I thought you said Cocoa Pops, and I'm thinking cereal. That's how old I am. Oh, Ever heard man. of Funko Pop? Never you heard, heard of them, Slick? You know Funko Pops. What, what Dan, Dan does. Dan does because he's a dad. Who doesn't know Funko Pops? We should but, get one for you. But hold on a second. You you make Fungal Pops or you Not sell? Not Fungal, Funko. Funko. No, I, I sell them. <laughs> you sell them. Think so of it like a, a modern day Beanie Baby. Are these uh, celebrities? Or what? Yes, all types of characters from TV shows, movies. Um, I mean, they even make presidents for crying out loud. That would make it's sense. Just, it's, it's, wow. it's a lot of... Uh, are they little? The licensing goes on and on for Funko. How big are they? Um, they're about six inches. Actually, let me grab one for you. Give me one second. I kind of like that. <laughs> His name sounds so familiar. I don't know why. All right, so I figured why not take it back a little bit. Um, I actually grabbed a Mr. Rogers Funko Pop. Oh, um, my gosh. These, these, are, these are Funko Pops. Wow, look at that. Wow, well, for all ages. Go figure. Yeah, go figure. No pun intended, right? right? No pun intended, (laughs) Vinny. That's the name of the show, by the way. Go figure. (laughs) See that? You like that? I like that. Bam. Branding 101. I like that. And these come in like assortment. You carry all of them or a whole bunch of them? Oh, to carry them all, it's it's impossible. Um, And again, with with Funko, what they've done is they've they've tried to capture generations. Uh, whether it's modern day licensing with modern day video games, modern day TV shows like The Office, to people like Mr. Rogers or taking it back to Fraggle Rock. Um, so they, they get licensing for practically every brand, every TV show from, like I said, from TV to presidents to just, you know, rappers and musicians. So it, it's they try to capitalize on the market, you know, when it comes to, you know, who who you enjoy, who you look up to or, you know, it just it depends on what you collect or and I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just they, they found a way to make it work and make money. It's, but it's fantastic. Now, I got to ask you, not only one, you get to pick one. What is your favorite, favorite toy in your store? Numero uno, and you can only pick one. Oh, man. If you were to walk in my store, you, you would notice that I have a large amount of ALFs all around the store. ALF. Um, Alf from the TV show. So that would be my pride and joy throughout the store. And it's just weird how it all started, but we have this thing where it's like hidden Mickey when you go to Disney World. We, we kind of have little Alf plushes all around the store. 
and it just it's one of my things it's everybody has something and me it's it's Alf I don't know why but I, I enjoy my little uh, friend from Melmac it's funny my son Giovanni that was his favorite doll Alf the Alf doll. is that funny it's funny and he talks about bits and stuff you know I guess it's that kind of mindset but that's what Vinny and Chenzo and they all say about the gay mirrors and, and toys and it's coming back. It is coming back, you know, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, are you married with kids? Yes, two boys actually. So you must be a you must be a, a fun dad, huh? Absolutely, with the mentality of what you would do for a living. Oh, they enjoy it. I mean, at times they, they kind of uh, they look at me, oh I can never have anything. Well, I mean, it's a whole toy store. You found, leave it up to them. They'll open everything in the store. Oh, my gosh. Where you are is so old plantation. Yes. Because I'm a lot older than you. So I remember growing up in old plantation right there. That's where my ballet studio was. I really? used to get the gummy. Remember the rubber, uh, the lips and the Coke bottles that yes. we were drinking? There was like yes. an old time candy store over there. And there's like this little clothing store called Mr. B's. But old school plantation. I mean, I was four years old when plantation looked like that. Unbelievable. And it's, and you just see generations come through it and the toys and it just brings back everything we talked about earlier. It's the memories and the memorabilia and coming back to the toys. That's why as adults, we buy the more expensive versions of the collectibles. Our kids get the things to play with. I mean, Aaron used to collect Thomas Tank Engine. I must have thousands of dollars when he's now 26 of Thomas from a collectible store of Thomas the Tank Engine. What do you do with them? I've never heard of that. Thomas the Tank Engine? Never heard of that. Man, oh man. A train. A train. Thomas the Tank. Thomas, yes. Dominic, are you from Florida? I'm originally from New York, originally from Yonkers, New York. Okay, Yonkers, I know of. You ever heard of this train? Thomas the Tank? Uh, Unfortunately, I have. I was going to say, it's you had to P- have. Well, you heard yeah, about it here PBS in Florida. Thing. No, it's a PBS thing. It's like a uh, wow. reading rainbow, I guess. Something like that. Like and all the trains have faces and they kids. talk and there's the caboose and there's Thomas's blue and there's a whole thing. I'm going to have to bring in the case of yeah, trains like, that I have. There was a store. There's a store up north. It's called Wegmans. Like when it hits on like 12 p.m., there's a train. I think it has to be Thomas the Train. But they have it on the ceiling, and it goes around and around. But there's a rooster that pops out, though. You know, I must have seen this because I want to train yeah. in here. Wegmans it goes around and around. I've, I've asked for that. Dominic, I want to train in a studio that goes around the studio. <laughs> I got my own shorts. I can bring in people to anchor it, and if I put a big one in here, it'll be a caboose. It'll go all over the place. Un- amazing. <laughs> I love all of the great toys that you have. Thomas, you got trains? Appreciate it. Uh, unfortunately, I, I mean, Dominic, you got trains? <laughs> you got me thinking this. You got trains there, Dominic? Uh, unfortunately, I don't. No trains here. What is it? Everything I want in life is never there. It's all collectibles. <laughs> People can find you on social media? <laughs> yes, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, it's going to be Bits Buttons. And it's going to be the same thing on Facebook. Bits Buttons. Uh, we have uh, Facebook and we have Instagram. So and people can call you if they're looking there. for something in particular? Oh, absolutely. We get phone calls. We get messages all the time. Actually, just before we went on, uh, I received a phone call. Somebody looking for something. Um, because, again, a lot of the vintage guys are always looking for something in particular that they can't find on, online or just the quality of it. So it's, it's something that, you know, one of our slogan, actually our slogan is, is not just living in the past, embracing it. You know, as, as we all know, Toys R Us, 
being adults. Toys R Us's slogan was always, uh, I don't want to grow up, I want to be a Toys R Us kid. And, and it's funny because people fail to realize, what Toys R Us failed to realize is that those same people that they were talking to 20 years ago, they actually grew up and they still want to be a kid. And, and that's where they failed to, to capture you know, that demographic. So it's, always, people are always looking for something. Whether you it's have the, Disney to collectibles too? Oh yes, we have Disney, we have Disney action figures, Disney pops, we got little Disney trinkets, things like that. So it's whatever walks in the door. My wife actually, she takes part in this as well. Um, this isn't just run by me, it's a family owned operation from top to bottom. So she does uh, dip into the buying as well and Disney and things like that is her thing. Do you do remotes? In other words, if somebody wants a whole, um, some kind of uh, toys thing in a, in a store, do you do those, those type of deals? I mean, I know right now it's tough, but do, have you ever done anything like that? What do you mean? I'm... Well, like, like there are businesses that I knew up north where uh, a company like yours would come in, they would set up toys in an opening, a grand opening. Um, of different stores and different things. And it had the theme of, again, being young at heart. And I knew a guy who did it in New York. He did really, really well. And then he grew on to other things. But he used to bring in themes of, of toys and games and the train. That's probably why I like the train. I remember they're the ones that set up the train going around their stores and stuff like that. It was on, it, it's like that Schwartz thing. FAO. FAO. But they, FAO. Used, to do, they used to do it remotely which is really spectacular when you have different studios where you're trying to accomplish stuff like that. Maybe we talk to him. What a great idea. Dominic, we're going to throw an idea at you. But you got to come and see what we've got good. cooking here. And maybe we can do something with him. I think it will be really fun. it would be a lot of fun. How old are your boys? Are they little or grown? Uh, Ten and seven. So they're wow. right in that age wrap. You're right. you got it right there. They must walk into your store's dad. We want everything. Yeah, every day. <laughs> they would open everything in the store if they could. I bet. Oh, my gosh. Dominic, thank you so much. A pleasure to meet you. Bits and buttons in Plantation. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good luck. Right. Stay safe. Take care. So much fun, right? It is. Isn't it crazy how we just organize the theme of this thing and then Dominic shows up? Valerie, nice job. Huh? Huh? What? Huh? What? <laughs> Ooh, what? Huh? Nice I think stuff. she sent Dan some stuff. What do you think, Dan? Let me show my mic on. Um, looks awesome. I can't wait to start running with this. And Dan, are we going to, do you have a number where people can reach you? Are you going to set that up or do you have that set up yet? Um, I still have my old phone number from Rhode Island, but you, you guys can give me that? a call. Yeah, sure. My number is uh, 401-864-3667. I'm up all the time. I got two little kids, so anytime is fine. <laughs> you want to do some work with us or anything else, you can call Dan and put it through there. I think that we tell Dominic that we want to convert something with him and what better deal to get stuff done than, than the toy store. I mean, think about that. And it's collectibles. It's a little bit different. This is like so right up Hector and Chenza's alley. It's like, you like toys and collectibles? I mean, oh, I mean, I used to, but I don't collect toys like that. You don't play with toys no more? I don't know. You've grown up and you're no more playing with them. I mean, I can collect them, but I mean, I can get them, but I won't collect them no more. I used to collect them, but I don't collect like that. Aaron still does. Right. Right. Do you play still collects. I'm, I'm, collect. I'm collecting baseball cards again. I used to collect them with my dad. And now I started yeah, but buying the them again. The cards you're collecting, they're in there. They're in the bat. They're still in the little in thing. The little plastic. Yep. Plastic. 
Yeah, but I still buy the old ones from like nine. Well, older ones from like nineteen eighty nine. I try to get. <coughs> How much is that. a baseball card from nineteen eighty nine cost? Um, it depends. Like I bought um maybe like twenty of them. Some of them are worth like ten cents, but I got one that's cost twenty four dollars. Like I, I haven't even have opened Hank it up. Aaron's rookie league baseball card. Yeah, I know those rookie and, cards go for like. And I got yeah. rid of it when I was in, in, when I was twelve, but I had it since I was eight. And I told my parents, I had it in a shoebox. I had, I had some of the oldest cards you've ever think of, and they threw them away. So no, yeah, I mean, it's, I could be a millionaire today. You might still be. Do no, your boys I mean, collect anything? No, my dirt in their <laughs> shoes. I collect nothing. Aaron collects Legos still. You know, there's a Lego city in New York City. My son still collects yeah, Legos, one. and when he yeah, gets one in Boston too. when he gets stressed mm-hmm. or he gets upset, he'll go, he goes old school and he puts a Lego piece together. At 26, I Geo indeed. I feel bad. Now you're making me feel bad. Geo used to put hours into Legos, so I bought him enough Legos to fill. I took him to Lego City, and they had a 5,000 piece Lego with doors and windows. So he used to spend all his time putting it together, and his brothers used to break it up on him. I feel horrible, and I gotta call my son. Horrible. <laughs> he says, hey, I spent all this time, and look at Freddie there. I feel horrible. Now, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I have green G.I. Joe men. A real G.I. Joe? The little G.I. Joe green men. Can I tell you what I used to do with those? No, I don't want to know. <laughs> magnifying glass, magnifying glass. She used to burn them in milk. Yeah, yeah. No, no, so I was very guys. into feng shui, and I still am. I would, don't laugh at me. Put them outside my front door as an adult. To protect you. To protect my house. <laughs> I know that surprises me. Because it's all about the symbolism and what it means to you. So they may still be, if you actually dig in my yard, they may actually still be under the dirt. So you have little army guys on your front yard. I don't don't (laughs) want anybody to know this. Linda goes to work and I'm going to take a shower. You play with your toys? I put them all in the bathroom. And I have... (laughs) You see, I didn't laugh at you. I'm thinking only... No, I'm laughing because you do that and I've got them in my front yard. I don't know I what's know. strange. And I, I don't know which one's weirder. Look at dances. I do. I still want to <laughs> like, work, yeah. work with these. And Hector goes, yeah, I get them. They're I kind still, of odd. I still play with those little green men. And Yikes. there you have it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you play with toys. You're just not saying that. Hector, I'm not do you playing with any toys right now. I'm not playing with any toys. Well, I do collect some, well, I do collect books. I do, well, it's more like I need the, well, for the kind of hobby I do, I kind of need those books and or little figurine things. And they're kind of like army guys, but different. I mean, I think you probably have a better idea about these things. Just These things, I'm guessing. Dan? Or you, Slick? You what are you Dan? pointing at? Dan. 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 Oh, okay. Dan plays with your dolls, dolls, right? You play with toys. <laughs> well, I mean, I just play with whatever my kids play with, so I mean, just to keep I mean, entertained. I know, you, I know, you paint minis or something? No, I just uh, collecting baseball cards mostly right now. That's pretty oh, much cool. what I've been doing. Ah, my dad used to have baseball cards. We used to play a game with the baseball cards. How do you play? take two lines and put the baseball cards in position. You had to have the position players. You take a little aluminum foil ball, and you would smack the ball. And it had an outfield. And wherever the ball landed was either a hit, a double, a single, triple, or an out. I think that's the only way you can play with baseball cards, really. (laughs) This is what we used to do as kids. Is that crazy? Not really. They're baseball cards. What are you well, going to do? I play mean, baseball you, cards to play baseball. You ever baseball? heard of a game like we made it up? 
Oh, of course, it's like marbles. You ever play marbles? Yes, I yeah. Yes. You know how to play marbles? The whole Kinda. idea to a marble. You know how to play marbles? I know the idea. I used to play jacks. Marbles and jacks are two different games. Well, kind of. But you had the bouncing ball, and then you would like just bounce it, Never and catch mind. it, and she pick a jack up. football and basketball. <laughs> no, I know game. marbles, and I had pretty marbles. I had it's like a, I had a little brown. I might still have it in my parents' house. All the marbles. Dan, yeah. you know how to play marbles? Yeah, you put all the marbles in the circle. And you you try to smack them out. You gotta like smack one. Yep. And it's like that game that they use with the disc. Curling. What's curling? We should play games. We should have like an old school game day. We've been asking that for five years. I'm gonna go on Amazon and Cards buy some Cards Against Humanity. Now Ken says that he has a 3D printer. He's going to try to print this a bobblehead. Oh, okay. He says it has to be in layers, so I don't know if I could do it. That's kind of weird. Maybe we get a clown. We get a clay. Maybe we'll get a go figure, a Freddy bobblehead. What are those things called again? The go pops? Uh, Funko pops. Funko pops. Funkos? Wait, wait, you want Funko pop with you two? We never heard, yeah. How do we get that? I go through the company, I don't don't really know. It's a Funko pop, huh? Funko pop. Funko. I'll give them a call. Interesting. All right. What is that? That's an apple. That thing is bigger than your head. It looks like a honey crisp. Is that a honey crisp apple? No. Fuji. A Fuji apple. Fuji. Bigger than her whole hand. Great show. Well, a lot of a lot of moving pieces. I don't want her anywhere near my coffee again. She put her hair in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of moving pieces. For more information, if to get in touch with all of our guests, let us know at the Brooklyn Cafe show. We can. We had Ashley Agaloff, Special Spaces, Joan Childs. Bits and buttons, a lot of things going on today. Bits and buttons is hilarious. Yes, Children, cause, yeah. adults, helping cancer, and actually Special Spaces told me they did one of their first fundraisers at Crazy Uncle Mike's. Really? But as I said, I wouldn't want to paint it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Have Sorry, a great day, everyone. that's going to say, huh? what? Oh, huh. Have a great day, everyone. Be kind to each other. I will see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. drive time. Thank you all. Have a great day. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show is over, the Brooklyn Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the laughs from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring more good cheer next time. You can follow The Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at The Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. Well, see you next time.
Just a ray of light. 